You can leave it on. I'm going to preach this word. Because I didn't get to last week. And I can do it. I got time. It's Father's Day. Father's Day, a day we're to be recognizing and honoring men in our life, and yet he speaks and says, I'm well pleased. That's a Father's Day gift. Oh, come on. That, I took that word for myself, but you can take it for you. I mean, just think about it. He who sits in heaven speaks to you today and says, Son, I am well pleased. In 1995, there was a Father's Day outpouring in Pensacola, Florida. Revival broke out. Lasted for over five years. Every day. I experienced that revival. It was a setting about like this. He spoke through a word. And then Lindell Cooley sang a song, Let It Rain. And boy, did it rain. See, some of you better realize just how special of an opportunity this is. It reminds me just of that day. The weightiness and his presence, he spoke. And that church was never the same again. My God. We're in transition. For a purpose. And a season. So would you get ready? Just say that. Say, I'm in transition. Oh, come on, say it again. I'm in transition. You might have to just look back and just say bye-bye. Whew. All right. I'm in transition. The, the, the actual word that I want to give you today is giants are always at the gate. Last night, well, in the wee hours of the morning, I was sitting and just looking over the word. and I had to sort of chuckle in the midst of the stillness of the night. And I said, God, isn't it just like you last week? You told me to shut up. You wouldn't let me preach this word. And then came this week and all the things with it because you wanted me to be smack right in the middle of a gate and a giant before I could bring this word. I just thought, you know, you have a sense of humor. So I got a couple of chuckles out of it. How I many you know sometimes he needs you not to experience something to preach it in its fullness? So I'm not going to bring a word to you that I'm not experiencing. I'm 
I'm living, I'm in the trenches right with you today. So we're in transition. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Giants are always at the gate, tell somebody. Yes. If you see a gate, there's a giant. If you see a giant, my God, that must mean there's a gate. You, you might not see the gate because the giant's standing in the way. Okay, he's standing in front of the gate, but I promise you that if you see the giant, once you slay the giant, there is a gate. You say, what, 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 do, I, what do you mean? There, what, there's something on the other side of this thing. See, we can't see it because of what we're dealing with in, in the now. And we're a very present people. We're very fixated upon what we're experiencing right now. I, I know I am. You know, it's nice to know what's coming, but I'm pretty much, you know, I deal in the now. You know, I live in the now world. I, I can see in the spirit. And sometimes that frustrates me because God shows me things that are so far down the road. And I'm like, but God, that's not for right now. And so you're, but because I see the giant right now. But he shows you that far down the road to stir your faith and, and to cause you to be stirred and eager to keep moving and keep pushing. And so sometimes it's a little bit frustrating, but, but you have to learn the signs that the giant is just the indicator that there is a gate. And once you slay the giant, you're able to walk through the gate. Is somebody with me today? Hallelujah. Sometimes that giant is even just herself. I might not end up preaching this the way that I thought. Sometimes ourself is the giant. You're hearing me. It don't have to be somebody else. I, one of the th greatest things I've ever learned is that when I, I used to think that some people were my biggest problem, and then I realized, nope, I am. It's the way in which I react. There's been a maturing process I've had to go through life, sister, and, and some things I've had to learn along the way. The miracles that I've learned and experienced along the way, he developed me and educated me. And so it's a difficult place to be in transition. It is, but we, we have to keep our eyes fixed upon what he has shown you that, that will come, that is coming, that is on its way, that, that is supposed to keep you walking forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the giants that are at the gate. I, I'm grateful that I don't just have to defeat a giant, but, but that there's a gate behind the giant. Amen. Amen. For the sake of time, because I referenced it last week briefly, I, I'm going to skip over the entirety of this text because it's very long. So bear with me, all right? Because I was going to read to you out of, first, um, out of 1 Samuel 17, and we were going to read quite a bit. But can you just flow with me? Can you do that? There's so much to it, but it's so familiar to you that I know that I almost wouldn't have to say much, and you'd pick right up with me. David. Mm-hmm. And Goliath. Giants are always at the gate. I mentioned transition earlier. And one of the most difficult things to deal with in life is transition. Let me put it this way. One of the most difficult things is to know how to survive. 
transition. Because when you're in a switch or a change or in the midst of a shift, sometimes it feels like you're going to collapse under the pressure. Be crushed in the midst of it. It can be your mind. It can be your heart. It can be the weight of life. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Help me, God. And so it's the in-between. I, I preached a message one time and I called it the in-between. I, I, I know I'm not there yet, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm somewhere in between. Like Paul said, not that I've already attained it, but I press on that I might. Because I'm in transition. Oh, how David was a man in transition, a boy. I mean, a boy in transition. Here I am, a grown man, 43 years old in transition, feeling like everything, the rug has been pulled out from underneath of me. And he was a boy. Man. I believe he was stronger than we might give him credit for. He had a secret in his worship and a secret in his instrument making because he built instrument a secret in his songwriting that, that, that we haven't yet scratched the surface of that enabled him to be ready to deal with the transition of leaving the field and coming up on the moment in this text where, where he, is, he, he is privy to a private conversation he strolls up on the conversation between the commanders. And he's just a boy. How many have ever absolutely felt inadequate for what God's calling you to do? Insignificant. He strolls up on a conversation taking some cheeses and bread at the orders of his father to his brothers in the battle. David wasn't in the battle. He was tending the sheep. He strolls up, and as he strolls up, he wasn't in the circle, but he was just short of the conversation. He, he, he wasn't in the midst of making plans on how to defeat this uncircumcised Philistine, but he was within hearing distance. Oh, come on, somebody that has an ear, let him hear. See, you don't have to be in the in crowd. You don't even have to be the chosen one, that, but sometimes God will, will let you in on the no. Sometimes he will speak to you or show you something that only you know. Give you, give you access to information, that, that CIA stuff I was telling you about. Aren't you glad that Holy Spirit will, will do that, that, that he, he, is, he operates in that manner, that classified information that only he can give, he releases unto you. And so he, he, he is in this moment and he gets close enough to hear. The commanders making plans and them saying what will happen and how the man that will be 
that kills the giant how he's going to be blessed and what things they're going to be given access to in their life why I'm, I'm setting you up here because see all we're seeing right now is the giant but on the other side of the giant and through the gate God made some promises he made him to David and see we can easily just read this story and we're so familiar with it because many of us have been taught it since Sunday school that we miss some of the secrets of the text that God leaves as clues for you and I that you and I will slay our giant too that we will survive transition too whether it breaks your heart or consumes your mind, whether it causes you to feel like you're going to be weary and well-doing or not, whatever it is that, that causes you to feel like you might buckle under pressure, God leaves some clues in the text that I want you to, to hear this morning. Is that all right? Whew. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 25 of 1 Samuel We're going to make it through the gate. First Samuel 17, I'm just going to read verse 25 there. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches. God of more than enough. I'm gonna, come on, church, look beyond the text. I mean, come on. I'm not preaching you something that's not there, but, but tap into where you need to be this morning. Look beyond the text. He says, the man that kills this giant, the king will enrich with great riches. will give him his daughter and his father's house exemption from taxes. Now that might not seem important, but just hang on. Watch this. I, I want you to recognize the attitude. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him. Because everybody needs somebody to stand by him. on every lone ranger in this place oh I'm talking to somebody now it's one of the things God showed me this week 
because in, in, in the midst of all the strength that I thought I had, he reminded me that he is my strength. A lot of people say, oh, I'm so strong all the time. I'm so strong. Yeah, until he brings you to your face. Because everybody needs somebody. And you don't realize that you need somebody until you're stuck in the quietness of your transition. And there's no noise and there's no text and there's no call. Oh, come on. And there's nobody coming home or there's nobody to, 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 that can, can understand where you are. There's nobody that you think can relate. And who in the world can you call to be real with? Because sheep bite. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. And sometimes even shepherds will beat with the staff. So who do you call but on the Lord? That's why I just got stuck singing that song. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Because I don't know right now who I can trust with this. Oh, yes. But everybody needs somebody. Some of you need to reach out and get a hold of somebody. But if there is absolutely nobody, you need to reach out and get a hold of God because you are in transition. And in order to go through this transition and defeat this giant and receive what is on the other side of the gate, you're going to need somebody. That's one of the keys that are missed in this text. It says, then David spoke to the men who stood by him. Everybody needs somebody. And church, it's high time that the church stand by and stand with one another. My God, link arms with somebody. If you're alone and somebody else is alone, my God, join together and pray before service. Get, get together on the phone and have texting conversations. Have a 6 a.m. prayer call if you need to. You know, do whatever you got to do. In the midst of my hell, I, I had a 3 a.m. prayer call. Because in the middle of the night when you can't sleep, I called on the only one that I knew could. So you stand in your house and you say, God, when there's nobody to call, stand by me. Remember that song, stand by me. Oh, come on. Don't get so religious. I can take any song and, and put Jesus on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're in transition, it'll, give, it'll make you privy to information. This well beyond where you are, but enough to make you curious to believe that you can do something with that information. And that can cause frustration. I said years ago when I preached the message, I'll never forget it, frustration makes me fruitful. And so it's allowed me that when I start feeling frustrated to realize it's just growing some fruit. I may not like it in the right now, but it's growing me some fruit. He spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? 
For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he would defy the armies of the living God. And the people answered him in this manner saying, so shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Elab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Elab's anger was aroused. Notice that people get angry with you because they don't understand that you're in transition. This text goes on to say that his brother said, your arrogance, your insolence. Oh, just when you needed the family. Oh, come on, get real with me. Just when you need someone to understand where you are and your circumstance, even his own brothers ridiculed him about his arrogance. That he might be able to do something. And so his brother got angry, the Bible says. He says, why did you come down here, David? And with whom did you leave your few sheep? I know your pride and your insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? Woo! There's a cause that you're here right now. Is there not a cause? Woo, Jesus. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I mean, come on, David was able to recognize and tap into something more than who he was and where he come from. He shows up on the scene of the text with hay in his hair and the sheep dung between his toes, chosen for the moment. My God. And he's just a boy. He's just a boy. Chosen for this moment. Oh, God. Giants are always at the gate. At the gate. God has been showing some of us what our shall be while we're living in our is. He's trying to reveal to you what, what is to come. What shall be, but, but right now you're living in your, your present. And sometimes we got to remind ourselves that our God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. He might be revealing to you what your shall be is, but he's an ever-present help. He's the God of right now. He's the God that rescues you and I right now. That when you and I are in need, he, he's the God that shows up always when he needs to and on time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's, so, there's some things I, I really wanted to lay out for you, but 
This season of transition is one that God is choosing people who most people will overlook. Hear what I'm telling you. This season of transition, God is choosing people who most other people would overlook. People standing around with David would have never chosen him. His family wouldn't have chosen him. God chose him. God's choosing you. You've heard me make this statement. God prepares you and I for notoriety while we're still in obscurity. God always likes to take and choose obscure things and develop and nurture them. Hallelujah. Giants are always at the gate. Giants are always at the gate. Friend, you're at the gate and you don't even know it. Hallelujah. You're at the gate and you don't even know it. I'm going to share these couple of things with you. That I mentioned when we began reading the text. What the king would give to the one who slayed the giant. Look what it said. As David overheard the conversation, the king said, Anyone that killed him would receive three things. Are you ready? Ascension glory, oh God. Number one. Number one, he said, person who killed the giant, that the king would make them wealthy. Because the same God that reaches us, touches us, heals us, mends us, is concerned about your finances and wants to bless you. Yes, he does. So the king said, I'll make the person who kills the giant wealthy. Because God doesn't want you and I just to be broke all the time. He doesn't want us to be living without, doing without. But he does want you and I to trust him. He said, the person who kills the giant, I'm, I'm going to make him wealthy. In other words, it's this, immediately when I, read, when I saw that, I, I, I'm reminded of the faithfulness of God 
and that he will restore with the canker worm, with the palmer worm, amen, what everything, had, what the locusts have taken. That's the God that we serve. He, he, he's a God that, that will provide for you and I more than enough, and he will restore what has been taken away from you. This is what God is promising you. On the other side of the giant, he said, I know you're facing it right now. I know you might be doing without it, but, but once you come through and you conquer this thing that's standing in front of you, once you deal with that and you're able to, to walk right through this gate, these are the things that I'm going to bless you with. These are the things that I'm going to give you. He says, I'm going to make you wealthy. More than enough. Hallelujah. Second thing he said was, King said, I'll give you my daughter to the one who kills the giant. Now, this isn't just about him giving away his daughter. You have to understand something. David existed in an entirely separate class of people than he was standing in the midst of. It was not to be, didn't associate with them, didn't dwell with them, wasn't the kind of person who we had dinner with them. Are you hearing me? And yet the king said, whoever slays the giant I'm going to give that man my wife my, my daughter so what it was saying the king was offering David a change in position ah in other words it's not just enough that you are yes you're going through transition but I'm going to also in transition change your position to raise you to a higher and greater level than where you are right now. See, I can sense some of you have a hard time receiving things like this. That God wants, wants to bless you financially. That too, God wants to change your position. I'm not preaching to you that he's sending you a wife or a husband. I'm preaching that he's trying to change your position, your, 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 your place in this life. Uh, that it's not just transition, but it's about your position. Hallelujah. It's changing. Hallelujah. In other words, it's going to change how people perceive you. I, I, I mean, come on. His, remember, his brothers were irritated, angry. It stirred them up just to seem there. And so meaning other people don't understand you. And so God says, because they don't understand you where you are. I'm going to have to move you to a place where others can understand you, to where they can perceive who you are and whose you are and why I've sent you. Are you hearing me? So he says, I'll change your position because they don't see the value in you that I can see in you. So I got to move you. Because whatever you value the most, you make time for. My God. My God. Changing our position. Took him right out of shepherd's clothes. Oh, my God. Put him in garments that have never been seen. In other words, this was a moment in history where God chose to snatch him from where he was 
and transition him into a moment that this young boy probably didn't didn't have the ability to fully perceive. He knew that there was greatness within him. He knew that God was calling him to something more. There was a reason that he was a worshiper and he was always being stirred and drawn, but never in his life did he probably perceive that this moment that there was going to be this. And yet he shows up do, be in, in the obedience of his father to doing what his father had called him to do. David was just a fetch it, an errand boy. And God brings him from being an errand boy, a mailman, right? a door dasher. Come on. Imagine, just think about it in our terms today, can we? He, he, he was a door dasher. He was a delivery boy for Amazon or, you know, whatever these delivery services are. Am I, are you hearing me? Strolling around, taking, you know, some KFC over to the, his brothers. He's just carrying the biscuits. And while he's on the way, while he's on the way, out of an act of obedience, don't miss that. God says, uh-huh. That's the one. This is the beginning. I'm going to start changing everything. Aha. Uh-huh. He strolls up on that scene carrying his bag of KFC wearing his little door dasher button carrying his biscuits and God makes him privy to a confidential conversation I'll be careful of those destiny defining moments Oh, my God. I was crying out to God, and I said, God, I never knew that a destiny-defining moment would be this gut-wrenching. Literally feel like you're being pulled apart. And then just as a whisper, he said, He said, that's the part that you no longer need. That's the part that you relied on and leaned on in place of me. About melted into the floor. It's just when you think you honor God with your all. He'll show you. Maybe my my realness has been a little bit too much for some of y'all. He'll show you that I sometimes we're leaning on, clinging to, holding on to things. Become a God. comfort 
when he has declared in his word, I am that I am. And besides me, there will be no other. So he will do whatever it is he has to do. Sometimes to remind you and I that he is God. And if you'll listen, number one, he'll give you more than enough. Number two, he'll change your position. It's not just transition, it's a change of position. Hallelujah. And number three, your family won't pay taxes anymore. Now, that might seem strange to you. I just took out 90% of this message to give you this. Just trying to be obedient. Your family won't pay taxes anymore. I want everybody in this room and everybody online to get ready to go through the gate. The giant is always at the gate. Notice I didn't say just deal with the giant. Oh, we got to deal with the giant. But I want you to get ready to transition and let God change your position. Get ready. Number three, he is going to enable and cause your family not to pay taxes anymore. Why? Why is that important? Because when God brings you out, it will affect everything around you. Some of you need to know that God has you in a place of transition because he isn't just trying to bring you out, but everything connected to you to be blessed. Are you hearing me? In other words, I might be in this place but I'm not in this place and I, it may feel as though I'm going through it alone. Although, yes, he's with me and all of these things, but I can be in transition. But God says, yeah, it's painful now, but just keep looking beyond the giant. Keep looking beyond the gate because it's on the other side of the gate that you will see that I'm not going to just bring you out, but I'm going to bring out everything that's attached to you. Everybody connected to you. In any capacity, in any manner. In other words, this is another demonstration, even in the Old Testament of God demonstrating that I love you this much. I love you this much that I, I just don't want to bless you and make you wealthy, but I'm going to reach down and touch and bring out and bring through everybody that's connected to you. That must mean that if God is transitioning me, that, that when I look over my shoulder on the other side of the gate, that you'll be there. That must mean that everybody connected to me in some capacity, they'll be there. They'll be recipients of the transition. 
So then when we get to the New Testament, and the Bible says that the body is made up of many members. Come here. Come here. Let's go. Just like arms. So we're one body and many members. So when brother hurts, we're all going to hurt. And when he's fighting to go forward, we're going to go with it. But oh, when he struggles to, and, and feeling pushed back, we're going to go too. See, we're one body and many members. And so how is what happens to the hand not going to affect the head? Come on. How is what, what's going to happen to the back not affect the neck? Are you, are you hearing me? And so God said in order to really bring you out and in order to really bring the revelation of the church, Adam, see, I can't bring only you. Amen. Pastor, I can't only bring you. Sister, I can't only bring you. I've got to bring the, all of the body and its many members. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? He loves you and I that much. He loves you and I. So as I'm walking, I, I might feel all alone, but what I should feel and be able to reach back and know the nope, nope, nope. There's the there's my body. There's my brother. There there's my sister. So I, I might feel all alone. I might be in pain, but they're they're with me. They're with me. They're connected to me. Are you hearing? So if I'm suffering, Amen. If I'm suffering or I'm weary, then that means you should be weary, right? You you you're grieving with me. When, when, when others in our church have lost a loved one, you, we're grieving too. Are you hearing? I'm not in this by myself because I'm part of a body of many members. And so God said, I, I loved you enough. I didn't want you to be alone. And so I'm not even going to make you transition alone. It might feel it because you might not know who you can trust. But he said, when you... He said, when you're going through and you're facing your giant and, and you look over your shoulder, the ones you see are the ones you can trust. The ones you see when you're going through that, that's the one you trust. It's, it's the ones you don't see. Mm -hmm. it's the ones you don't see that he's trying to free you from I've been through some heartache in life whether it's a divorce or church people or whatever When I went through a situation, I'm going to drop this on you. We're going to deal with the giant and close and go beyond the gate.
It is never easy leaving behind people that you love or being betrayed by people that you love. I'm going to help somebody. It's never easy, but think back to the illustration I just did with the men. That God takes us through transition to peel people that won't go with us off of us. The parasites. You know, the people that only suck the life right out of you. Oh, God. I, I won't go too deep, but see, God doesn't want me to have parasites. He wants me to have protégés. And so, sometimes we can get addicted to being needed. And getting addicted to rescuing and saving and helping loving and caring for people all through it loving them beyond their dysfunction now watch this now and you're so caught up in rescuing them and helping them and loving them and their dysfunction and you're just being like Jesus and loving them right where they are that you forget to notice they didn't love you back they loved what they, you did for them. They loved what you gave them. And so when you start to step forward, they're not with you. So while you're trying to reach forward, you're tethered to something behind. So that's what I mean when I said God is taking you through transition to peel some people from your life. You might love them. You might care for them. You might grieve for them. You might even pray for them. But God needs you to have around you people like in that text that stood with David. Are you hearing that? God needs you to have around you some people that are going to stand with you and walk with you and go with you and not just take from you, but be a body that when, 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 when you are going through, they're, they're going to be there to help you. Are you hearing that today? For whoever that's for, just take it. It's free. I didn't even plan to say that. Hallelujah. David confronts the giant. Ragging his rock. Knocks the giant out with it. And then goes and gets the very sword 
this uncircumcised Philistine was going to use on him. David uses it on him to take off his head. I heard the Lord say in the early morning hours when I read the fullness of the text. Yeah, giants are always at the gate. It's not going to be enough that you knock this thing out. It's enough that you and I need to understand today that whatever giants are standing in front of us, they got to be beheaded. No chance of life. No chance of like in the cartoons where it gets back up and comes again. Right? No chance of a, 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 of a Jason movie where he gets up, comes again. You're like, how is he living all these times? Oh, come on. God says, nope. God says, nope, we're going to cut the head off. No chance of life. No chance of that punching bag popping back up. Uh-huh. So that you can go through the gate. The Bible says he knocks him out. He grabs the sword of the Philistine and... David, the same guy who earlier said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Knowing the God in him was bigger than what was going on around him. Knowing that this issue, circumstance, my God. For 40 days, that army was trying to slay the giant, looking for someone to do it. Oh, watch this. On the 41st day, David showed up. I decree and I declare this is your 41st day. Let this be your 41st day. This is your day of walking through the gate. Walking past the giant, leaving him lay for dead. Whether your giant's people or finances or whatever is going on emotionally, physically, financially, whatever it's job related, I don't care what it is that, that is your giant, leave it lay there and let it die and walk through the gate. Because God, what God has for you on the other side are there's three things that he promised you. Him being more than enough. Amen. He's going to not just bring you out. It's going to affect everything and everyone that's connected to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So I declare and I decree this is your 41st day in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet in this place. Oh, there was some stuff I wanted to teach to you about this text. God's God, he says, I'll have it my way. He'll preach it my way. And I've just learned that when he starts guiding and leading, you better follow. Because you don't want to miss it. 
So you're standing. In this place. And you've been thinking that maybe you don't have what it takes or you don't know how to slay the giant. God had David use something that he was familiar with. See, you've been looking for the answer and the answer is always right within your reach. Always. We have this tendency to look for something new. A new answer. But that God asked if this isn't the only time or the first time we see in Scripture, well, God will use something familiar or within our reach, something we're accustomed to using. This is just knock him out with what you're familiar with the rock and the rag that you used to use in the field to scare away the wolf the thing to knock your giant out with is close to you something you're familiar with maybe it's worship or praise Maybe it's something physical. Could be something entirely different. But I want you to know it's close to you. So close that you don't need anything new to come into your life to defeat it. You have what you need right now. Receive it. And own that thing. You got what you need right now. As we close, I'm not closing to have you confront your giant. We're going to fast forward. Because as I was in this place today, don't think I'm a wreck. I'm just in transition. As we were worshiping, I just, it was as if I could just see a mighty sword. On the top of this place. As if your helper, your comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, sort of came in and brought some heavenly interference in the situation and is helping you to take care of the giant, the things that are standing in front of you. So I trust in him. So as we close, I want to Fast forward beyond that because I was able to see that sword. And I want to fast forward to walking through the gate. That you would walk into on your 41st day. I don't care if you've been in transition for a day, two days, two years. 20 years, 
this is the 41st day. I'm coming through and beyond and stepping into the promises that I was given by the King. Oh, hallelujah. It wasn't just those things. It was the favor that followed his life. It was the anointing that was released over his life. Come on. It was all the other things that come into his life. Even after this moment, this is the beginning of something transformative. Something absolutely transformative in your life. And so I want anybody and everybody that can identify with this word. Don't mess with me and don't take space from somebody if you aren't for real. Just stay where you are because I ain't interested in stuck. If you're going to be a leech, you're going to be a leech. Stay where you is. But what I need and what I want is anybody throughout the time that I've shared with you this. says, I, I'm in transition. That's me. That's me. Maybe you've been intimidated by the giant because it looked bigger than what you thought you could conquer. And the only reason you were intimidated is because you forgot there was a gate behind it. And that all the promises of God are yes and amen. So if you can relate, you say, that's me. Come, come right now. Come, come right now. Whew. Come, I'm in transition. Leaving behind one thing, reaching for another. I didn't think I was capable. I didn't think I was qualified. I, I thought it would never happen. I thought it was just words that I was given and heard, but here I am standing in front of my giant and seeing my promises just over his shoulder. Just beyond the giant is my gate. I don't, I, I don't have to do very much right now because I'm telling you this was the God appointed day to tell you this word. It wasn't last week. It was, it was today. His glory and His power are so real right now. sense that I can touch it. It's almost as if I can taste it. He's saturating you and I. Right now, listen, this transition, somebody, somebody else besides me needs to know this, that whoever and whatever you're leaving behind, so that you it's so that when God pours out on you that you can't overflow 
It's like he's putting the plug back in the drain. Let me just put it to you that way. Everything that's been draining you and pulling from you and you get something and then it's like you lose it again. The up and down and the roller coaster ride, that, 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 that place that you and I have been, God's saying, no, I need to bring stability to you. So I've got to move you to a place and you got to let them go. You got to let them go. I'm going to put the stopper back in the drain, Adam. So that you don't have to keep getting filled up and filled up and filled up and become weary and, and, and that I can make you strong and really strong. That you can receive this anointing and not let it go down the drain. Oh, God. On things and people that don't appreciate it. Because there are people that like to be near you because of the benefits of your anointing. But they're not. I said that to God. I said, God, where are those people? Who like the benefits of mine? Nobody said, He said, let them go. So just let him go right now. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to pray. Pray with me. And all you got to do today, I believe this. That sword is swinging above this church. I'm, I'm serious. Like it's as if it's above your head. It's almost looks like a... You know, a grandfather clock and how that dial swings. I just see it. Just one thing after the other. How many know it's not just sometimes one giant? Sometimes there's more than one. So he's swinging on, on your behalf right now. You might not feel like you have the strength to swing that sword. I, I know what that is. I know what it is to not have the strength to barely hold your head up. I, I almost said, God, I can't do this today. Somebody else can. He said, but, but am I not your source? And so I grabbed a shower and I shaved and put my contacts in, right? I, you do all of those things. And I just said, but God, but God, and he, he just kept reminding me, Adam, the, the giant is always at the gate. And the reason he kept reminding me is because he said, I'm coming in swinging. <laughs> the father today on father's day he's swinging because that's what a daddy will do come on any real daddy will fight for you oh yeah my daddy ain't gonna stand back and let me take a punch no he not my daddy says i'm coming in hot you know I've seen you struggle long enough. This is the divine appointed season. And he says, so I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in swinging. He that hath an ear, let him hear. On this Father's Day, let Daddy God be Daddy God. Let Daddy do it. I mean. He says, because you honored me, let Daddy do it. Oh. See, some of us didn't have a good daddy father figure. 
And so you, you don't understand that when I, when I say that, but a real daddy. You know, not just a father, but I'm talking about daddy. You know, my, my daughter, Brooke, I, I wasn't her biological father, but I'm her daddy. Mm-hmm. Because I'll give you what you need when you need it. You, you want me to come in with, with some, never mind. You want me to show the other, my, you want me to show up, my pastor show up, let daddy do it. You know? That's what daddy's doing. He said, I know you came to honor me today on Father's Day. But he said, he said, son, daughter, lift your hands in the front of this place. Here it is. He said, son, daughter, let daddy do it. Let daddy do it. You just are, uh, uh, re, you're just lifting your hands to receive it. Daddy's doing it. Daddy's doing it right now on your behalf. He's taking care of your giant. Right now, Daddy is going to show you and tell you how much he loves you. How proud he is of you. I know normally on Father's Day, we come in and tell him, oh, Father God, how much we love you. We adore you. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you. He said, no, 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 today, what a good father. He said, Adam, I'm the good, good father. And so because I'm a good, good father, let Daddy do it for you. Let Daddy help you. So, Father, we just receive right now. We just receive right now. Whatever daddy needs to do for us. In the front of this place, it's different and different variations. And God, I see, I, I see a variety of giants going down. <sighs> Father, we receive it right now. Father God, be who you say that you are. Keep swinging that sword. Keep doing what only you're able to do right now for these people that feel weak and weary. These people who have been irritated and in transition. These people have felt out of place and, 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 and even out of pocket. God, they felt a, a, every possible way. God, they don't know where they fit and how they fit in, but, but, but God, they're just trying to navigate the, 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 the chaotic waters. But God, we're here. We, we made it to this moment. We made it to the 41st day. We, we made it to this moment and this time, this destiny-defining moment. And so, Father, we're here right now. Daddy, do it. Daddy, do it. Daddy, do it. My God. Oh, my God. Yes, Lord, I thank you. Giants are laying all over the place. God, thank you that, Lord, we'll just memorialize this as a giant graveyard right here. Giants of debt and sin and heartbreak. 
giants of breakup, betrayal. <sighs> Gone. Gone. Every giant. And now, Father, you said giants are always at the gate. I thank you that, Lord, the gate isn't just over the shoulder of the giant now. I see it. I see it. Without obstruction, without being tethered to something that doesn't want me to go, I, I see the gate. Now step through the gate. Step through the gate. Remember the three things he promised you. If you'll slay the giant, what the king will give you. My God. This is your 41st day. This is your 41st day in the name of Jesus stepping through my gate receiving all that I have stepping into a new place of destiny leaving behind whatever has to be left behind and whomever might have to be left behind and whatever else may have to go I leave it behind I'm through the gate I'm through the gate and see I want you to remember one thing about this if you step through the gate Anyone who's not connected to you can't come through the gate unless they deal with their giant. To me, that's God's protection saying, I'm not going to let the leeches go where you're going. Are you hearing? If you'll, if you'll slay them. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, I just seal this word right now. this Father's Day. Let this be one to remember. Let us remember not just Father's Day 1995, but let us remember Father's Day 2022. When my daddy when my daddy did it And I step through the gate. So I seal your word today, God. Bless it. God, let it, let it go with them and burn in them. Bring them back to memory when they start feeling lonely. Or grieving or heartache or sorrow. Remind them that they're through the gate. And that when they look around that we all came through the gate together. Because I'm not in this by myself. We give you glory and honor and praise.
for the gate in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus amen amen yes God hallelujah God bless you happy Father's Day to all the men here young and old fathers or not we love you we appreciate you uh, the ladies have some stuff on the table they're gonna bless you with on the way out we love you happy Father's Day enjoy your day and uh, we'll see you this week food distribution on Thursday and so on God bless you we love you appreciate you